from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're doing an extra podcast on the disappearance of Suzanne Morphew because there's so much evidence happening. It's all developing very quickly. To Chris McDonough and Mike King, what have we missed? Chris, go ahead. So, Nancy, so I have a phone conversation uh, with Gene Mormon and the family, and this is kind of what uh, one of the red flags that really kicked Andy into gear to uh, put this search together. So the call essentially was this. Uh, Barry called Gene uh, shortly thereafter uh, Suzanne's missing. And he says, and I quote, because I wrote it down, he says, Gene, you know, I loved your daughter, past tense. He says, it doesn't look like she's coming back, uh, but I need you to sign off some guardianship paperwork. And Gene stops him and says, what do you mean you loved my daughter? And that was really a huge red flag for the Mormon family uh, that kind of kicked them into gear. And at that time, he was looking to have some guardianship paperwork signed off by Gene uh, declaring her dead. And he wouldn't do it. So this is Barry Morphew calling the mom or the dad of Suzanne? Mom is deceased, Nancy. Dad is is living, uh, fighting cancer. The 87-year-old father. When was that phone call, may I ask, Chris McDonough? Um, So it was within two weeks after her disappearance. He didn't remember the exact date, uh, but it was during the time he was trying to get uh, guardianship where one of the other daughters, uh, I believe, got and retained an attorney. And at some point, I believe guardianship was given uh, to uh, the daughter, which subsequently now has resulted in the ability to sell the home. Guys, we are talking about a lot of developments in the Suzanne Morphew search. Take a listen to our Cut 35, Andy Mormon. And this is Suzanne's brother speaking to our friend, Dr. Phil. We found the bicycle at the bottom of a ravine, and uh, my brother-in-law is a really good hunter and an expert tracker. And he thought that maybe Suzanne had ridden over the side of that, gotten injured, disoriented, and fallen into the river, and or a uh, bobcat had uh, attacked her. Well, I stood on that bank of that road, and I looked down, and I thought to myself, no, that didn't happen. There's no blood trail. 
And if I had ridden a bike over there, it would have been pretzelized and my knuckles would have been hamburgerized. So no blood, no things of that nature. So I told him, I said, Barry, look, she didn't get taken by a puma. There's no mountain lion involved here. He acted like he didn't want to hear that. But he finally came to the realization that everybody else realized that didn't happen. You know, I can't help but ask uh, Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, why is the brother leading the search for Suzanne Morphew? Why is it the brother and not the husband? Nancy, I have the same question. Not only that, not only why is the brother the one who's the public-facing let's find Suzanne Morphew versus the husband, why now? What happened? It's been five months since she vanished. We didn't hear from any of Suzanne's family members for the first few months of the investigation, except for the nephew who has gone completely radio silent since the first weeks she was missing. What made Andy Mormon now decide to launch a large-scale volunteer search of the same area that investigators had already covered? And why is he now signaling that he might not be on the same page as investigators? What should we interpret from that? I would really like to ask him what changed. Why now? What about it, Mike King? ProfilingEvil.com. Why now with Mormon? Yeah, it, it's amazing to us, and we were so proud of him for stepping up and doing something that hadn't been done locally. Uh, we, we have the same question that you have. We, we, we use the example of the Elizabeth Smart case and Ed Smart, who was immediately looked at as a potential suspect in that case, but still every single day he was in front of the press saying, help me find my daughter. Um, I, I don't know why people do things that they do, but but I do like to look at behavior, and, and that seems odd to me that, that um, a brother has to come up three months later when he finds out that, according to him, that uh, polygraphs were refused and voice stress was refused and decides it's now time to take it into my own hands. And, and we were just so proud to be able to step up and provide support to him when he called us. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Speaking of the brother, Andy Mormon, take a listen to our Cut 42. It's Andy on KDVR-TV morning show. Saturday, not Sunday. I don't think she ever got on her bicycle, if you want the truth of the matter. Um, 
I expect that she was uh, killed and hidden somewhere in the mountains. And her husband not involved in this search? Have you talked to him? What's the relationship there? Um, I have not talked to him. He was invited into the search by Profiling Evil, and he did not respond. Um, we ran into him yesterday, and uh, he was out hanging trail cams with a shotgun on his shoulder and just kind of told us, you know, hey, uh, you're about to step on private property. So we, we turned around and went back. Um, we did uncover some things on that mountaintop close to the home yesterday that uh, are being processed by CBI and the Sheriff's Department. And we hope to find more today. Do you think anyone would want to hurt Suzanne? No, I really don't. Um, I'm afraid this is domestic abuse, to be honest with you. Again, no one has been named a suspect. To Mike King on ProfilingEvil.com, do I understand Andy Mormon, this is Suzanne's brother, to say he was out leading a search that he found items on the top of a mountain that had been handed over to the CBI, Colorado Bureau of Investigation, and that during the search they ran into Barry Morphew, the husband, who directed them, warned them that they were getting on private property and were turned away. That, that was the report that we received from Andy directly, and he had firsthand knowledge of that. The other thing that was impressive about that was that Andy, because of the organized search that he put together, there were like 700 people over the course of five days that showed up to search for this guy, um, that, that they uncovered pieces of evidence and had people come forward. That testimony was provided and those witnesses were provided to law enforcement, as well as several pieces of evidence that they passed on. And, and so, you know, some people have suggested, well, maybe it wasn't a successful search. And from our perspective, not only did it help Andy with, with doing everything he could possibly do, but they, they uncovered things that law enforcement came out and secured scenes and processed. And, and that's no small thing. Do you have any idea what were the items recovered, Mike? Uh, yeah, we do, Nancy, and, and uh, we were asked not to share that, and so we, that was passed on, and, and law enforcement took that over. An item, a personal item near the scene. What item was that, Mike? We, we've heard all kinds of different speculation, and that's what it would be at this point. We've never heard law enforcement step up and say what it was, um, and the speculation has been around, was it a cell phone or was it a helmet or an article of clothing? I think somewhere along the line, I heard that the cell phone was excluded as that piece of property that was discovered. But fr frankly, we just don't know. Take a listen to our cut 45. This is Lauren Sharp, Fox 21. For the first time, responding to allegations made by Suzanne's side of the family that he refused polygraphs, saying, I've never been asked to do a polygraph. There is nothing that I'm hiding. I have given three 30 hours of testimony to the FBI and the CBI. I've answered every question, every single question. Private investigator Dan Corsentino, who's worked in law enforcement for 25 years and was a former Pueblo County Sheriff and Fountain Police Chief, says even if a person is asked to submit to a polygraph, it could be reasonable for that person to refuse. A investigator may offer a polygraph only to have the subject or the person of interest refuse it based on legal advice, knowing the polygraph is not admissible in a courtroom. So therefore, what's the use of taking it? 
Also during our call, Barry explained what he called an inconsistency with one timeline and what he told investigators, quote, it was only because I didn't know the time that I did something, a mechanical thing to my bobcat. I was confused and I just found out my wife was missing. Lauren Scharf, has he been asked to take a polygraph? Law enforcement has not, you know, confirmed that with us, but I mean, I've spoken to employees and they've all told me that they have been asked to take a polygraph. What about it, Chris McDonough? ProfilingEvil.com, has the husband been asked to take a polygraph? Yeah, you know, Nancy, so a very interesting statement from Andy when he uh, shared that with Mike and I. He made it, he, his comment was the CDI had told them that he refused to take a poly and a CVSA. Now, only a cop would have said CVSA because Andy asked me, what is a CVSA, which is a computer voice stress analysis test, which is basically the sister to the polygraph. So when he said that, I, I, I believe that, uh, you know, there is somebody from the investigative team had mentioned that to Andy, uh, although we have not heard it firsthand from the investigators. I can't stress enough that there is no suspect name and that Barry Morphew insists that he is innocent. The house is now up for sale. We'll see what happens with that. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 